0: welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going?
1: Great. Always great. Thank you. How are you? Doing
0: pretty good. Are you uh, glad to have spring football over with? Um, NFL draft, I guess it'll keep you busy for another couple of weeks, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're really was,
0: heading up on the offseason quickly in college football.
1: Yeah, this is
0: it. Um, all right, so we actually have a lot to get to this week because uh, the way our uh, schedule works right now, we've got um, we got to recap the spring game. We'll do that up at the top here. Second half of the episode, uh, this is the last time we're recording before – or the last time we're posting, I guess, before the first round of the NFL draft. Um, so we will uh, jump into – it's. It, Jump into our draft preview in the second half of the episode. It's kind of interesting. Not a whole lot of guys to talk about this year. Um, a bunch of guys who could go pretty early. You know, we might not have to worry about Saturday of the draft at all, potentially. Um, it's true. But, but uh, it's Jose Bargales will probably be the third day. But but for the most part, uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're pretty front-loaded this year. Um, but let's start with the spring game. Uh, I think both of us were really looking forward to it. I think a lot of Miami fans uh, were looking forward to it. Maybe even more than a typical spring game. Um, because we just hadn't seen anything it's kind of been a running theme that we've talked about uh over the last month or so here is that you know we're kind of talking about this team that we really don't know that much about. we're going off just you know what we're told basically you know even even like the kind of you know reading between the lines and and maybe like kind of behind the scenes reporting it's all just hearsay ultimately. Um, that obviously changed on Saturday when Miami played its spring game. Um, the offense looked really good. Obviously, injuries, I think, uh, made it uh, a little bit of a, a tough, you know, probably took a little bit of the shine off of it. Pretty much none of their safeties were like healthy. Um, a lot of injuries in the secondary. Uh, the defense, we're, we're going to talk about that. There's, I, I kind of come out of that with a lot of question marks still about what that's even going to look like in the fall. Um, but the way I've got this structured, I've got uh, three things we know, three things we think, and three things we have no idea about after watching uh, yeah. Miami in that spring game.
1: And David, I, I have to say, I have to pat ourselves on the back because we were
0: pretty spot on. I think
1: we were spot on when we were talking about, you know, tr- truth or f- true or false, yeah,
0: whatever we called it. Yeah.
1: Well, we believed, you know, what we thought was really true and what we expected. I think we were right on. Like exactly right on. Were we wrong about anything? I'm trying. I'm. Yeah, no.
0: not not that I can really think of. I mean, the injuries in the secondary, I think, just like prevented us from really being able to see maybe some of our predictions there. Although I don't think we really even made any big bold proclamations there. Um, maybe the offensive line was was a little surprising. Just the like uh, we don't even know what's going on with Jared Williams who who didn't play in the game. Uh, but we will talk about that as we go through it. Um, let's start with the things that I think both of us feel pretty confident about uh coming out of the spring game. Um, and the biggest thing I feel really confident about is Charleston Rambo is like a revelation as a number two receiver for this team that I think by the end of the year everyone felt really good about. Um Mike Harley is a number one guy who <laughs> was the number two guy behind him. Uh was uh I don't think anyone was happy with that situation. Charleston Rambo, honestly, maybe you can be the number one receiver this year. But either way, Miami's got two legit, uh, all ACC caliber wide receivers. I think, and that's yes. the biggest thing I think we learned. The biggest positive for this this upcoming season uh, that we can take away from watching that spring game
1: for for sure. And and I think I you know I think uh, they're they're two you know receivers that had have. Uh, they're they're both fast, um, but it's great because you've got two guys now that that defenses have to be especially careful of uh, careful about. And, um, yeah, Rambo was, you know, we were we were thinking he, he was going to be really good, but um, he definitely proved it. He's strong. Uh, you know, he, he 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 caught seven passes for 74 yards. And I think it was all in the first half.
0: Yeah, it and, was. I don't think he played it all in the second half.
1: Yeah, his you know yards after catch he he's, he runs with the ball. I mean he and 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 does great um, and uh, yeah a real real pleasant not surprise but we hadn't seen him so I guess it yeah. was a nice a nice surprise that we thought would be a surprise um, so for sure he was uh, that was big because they definitely needed some help with the receivers.
0: Yeah, I, I think him, he and Mike Harley are going to be kind of interchangeable in some ways. You know, that basically, Rambo did most of his work on one drive where um, Jake Garcia basically just kind of kept throwing him slants and there's mm-hmm. like 15-yard gain after 15-yard gain. Um, and, you know, he can play inside, obviously, as we saw on that drive. I think you know he's a little bigger than, than Harley. He can play outside, too. I think it's going kind to of get – like those two, they're, they're pretty similar, I think, as wide receivers. They're speed first guys. Who don't like have the height necessarily, uh, but just kind of clearly have that knack for getting open in the middle of the field. Uh, I think a lot of Miami's wide re- best wide receivers are, are those types of guys, as we will talk about as we go through here. Um, but
1: and that's all you need. Yeah. I, yes, you want. Yes, you want deep passes. Yeah, and
0: both those guys can stretch the field too, which is like yes. what's important. I, they don't. They still don't have like a big possession receiver, like who you're gonna throw like a fade to necessarily. Probably. Well, like, But like. like you're
1: a- D. Wiggins would be right
0: but but you've got um I mean you you've got two really good receivers now it seems like when last year yeah. you for a lot of the season had none and by the end of the year only had one um and mm-hmm. we're basically like praying one of Mark Pope or, or D Wiggins would kind of show up on a, any given um weekend and, and now you know we, we talk about it, the depth is just a big it's a big difference when you get like Rambo and now instead of Pope and Wiggins being two and three on the depth chart there you Three and four, or four and five, or maybe even five and six, is what we'll kind of talk about as we go through here. Um, okay. I, I wish I remember who made the comparison for Rambo in the press box. I think maybe it was Tom D'Angelo from the Palm Beach Post. So he kind of reminded him of uh, when Miami brought in KJ Osborne, and I think that's a pretty uh, yep. comparison for like what the expectations should be for Rambo. Like you know, he's not going to be like an All American probably, but he's going to stabilize that group that needs some stabilizing. And it's different because when KJ came in, he was the veteran. He was the clear number one guy. And um, also the really young group. Now he comes in next to Harley, but I think he's going to give you that same kind of like reliability that Miami obviously still needs at wide receiver.
1: Yeah. That's that uh, great addition to the team. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: all right. Number two, another transfer that we got to see for the first time Deandre Johnson. Uh, it seems like right now, at least, I mean, things could obviously always change in the off uh, if some of these young guys keep developing because Miami's counting on some young guys at this spot, but Deandre Johnson is clearly Miami's best defensive end right now. Uh, he had, I think two sacks in the, or maybe one and a half sack and two and a yeah. half tackles for loss in the spring game, obviously had a safety going up against um, John Campbell, sacking uh, Jake Garcia. He is, you know, the, the defense as a whole was kind of underwhelming, I think, but, uh, DeAndre Johnson was probably the MVP defensively of that game with, with those couple of tackles for loss. And, you know, yeah. is he going to be the eight sack guy that Miami has had every year with Manny Diaz? I don't know about that, but he's clearly the, the top of that depth chart right now.
1: Yeah. Another great addition from the transfer portal. Right. So yeah, um, yeah I, again, uh, you know, that, he he looked good. He had that. He had the safety.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but again, that was on Jake Garcia, who's still kind of a baby. You know, mm-hmm. he's still young. Um, but still, he had two and a half tackles for loss, and, and yeah, he 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 looks good. Um, but um, yeah, not no buts with him. I mean, but just buts with the defensive line. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's going to be the question: is whether, like I said, Miami has had. A player with eight sacks in every year since Manny Diaz has been here, and it sounds like he's kind of been trying to remind his defensive ends of that over the last couple of weeks. So, like this is the expectation here. Um, right. The question is: Is DeAndre Johnson that? Is he an eight sack kind of guy who's going to you know be an NFL draft pick, or right. he, what we saw at Tennessee last year, where I think he had what four and a half sacks, and it's just kind of like the steadying force do they still need one of those freshmen to step up either way though i think deandre johnson like i i know he's he's going to start
1: yeah he's one of the starters for sure and um yeah they and they need (laughs) every one of his sacks they're gonna have to i think i think the hurricanes are going to need several players to step up in that department
0: yes And I think the interior defensive line could go a long way there, which is something I, I feel sure. like we didn't get a great look at in this game because Nesta was out and yep. yeah, he's, he's probably their best. In, he's just probably their best defensive lineman, period. Um, so that obviously hurts. And then, you know, we'll see what Leonard Taylor does as a freshman too, when he gets to campus uh,
1: next exactly. month. And, get, and also Gil Frierson, you know, I know he's a, a yep. you know, striker, but he's, he, he's going to chip in also. So they're going to need everybody.
0: Yeah, they can they can manufacture a pass rush. You know, DeCorey Couch had a couple sacks down the stretch last year, so they they got right. some guys. Um, last one I got on my list, and you you had a little uh, a quibble with this one, but I feel good about it. I think Miami's running back situation is is good. Obviously, we didn't see Don Chaney, we didn't see you know the running backs just frankly didn't touch the ball a whole lot, and to exactly. me that was a good, that was a good sign. It was an indicator that like you know we don't we know what we've got in Jalen Knight, and we know what we've got in. Cam Harris. And, and we know uh, both those guys are good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think I semi agree with that. I, I think a lot of that was them protecting him because <clears throat> with yeah, that, that's
0: possible too. With Cheney hurt, you don't want to other- hurt,
1: hurt which was a big blow with it. We found out, I think a day before the spring game or maybe a couple days, whenever that wasn't Manny last week, told us that, you know, Cheney, injured his shoulder and was having surgery and he had and I, I think I think Sports said it was the other shoulder that he had surgery on before this past season you know and he had to get over that and I and um, supposedly it happened in this in the um, second scrimmage recently that that's a big blow because I think Don Chaney's really good yeah I do think Jalen Knighton also is really good but we didn't see that much of them, and um, and Cam Cameron Harris, we hardly saw him. And I, I think they're in okay shape. They're good shape, I guess you could say, but I wouldn't say very good shape until, until I see that one of those guys can actually dominate. And also, the fact that Manny Manny Diaz told us after the spring game, or excuse me, right before the spring game, that Cheney might might not might might be back for the opener that's that's bad i think the the whole i know they wanted they kept talking about having one dominant running back you need more than two running backs and um yeah so i'm not as optimistic as you are and i do think they were protecting them that's i i don't think it was because they thought we're in great shape with running backs
0: that's fair I, i just think that they've got enough depth there that Basically, when Chaney gets back, uh, you've, I mean, we know they've got three good running backs, and and even when he's not, they're in pretty good shape with the two guys. I, Obviously, I, but, like, as you noted, they're one injury away from all of a sudden the situation not
1: being great. Terrible. And how about Thad Franklin?
0: Yeah, I mean, they got Thad Franklin and Cody uh, Brown coming in, too. Um, two, Yeah, you know, backs.
1: Th- you know Thad real well, right? Yeah, I,
0: I, I think I talked about him maybe last week or two weeks ago. Right? I think he's going to be just, like, Maybe a short yardage kind of guy. He's really big uh, running back, yes. um, but uh, you know I, I don't see him jumping past any of these three guys right away. I, I think the thought is sophomore by his sophomore year, maybe redshirt freshman year, depending what they do. Um, you know, Cam will probably be gone, and then he becomes the number three. He or Cody Brown will be a competition. Obviously, will be the number three behind. Uh, Chaney and Knighton, but Chaney and Knighton to me, like that's that's the future of this position, obviously.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Uh, I got one bonus one here, uh, for you. Andres (laughs) Borgalis, he's ready to kick in college. He looked good on Saturday, you know. It's always a you know, and the the thing with college kickers or is uh, it can unravel really quickly, you know, if he starts missing a couple of kicks in the regular season, the pressure's on, but. Yeah, you know, he looked pretty comfortable on Saturday. And he obviously yeah, like, was, he can make all the kicks, which I don't know. Amazing,
1: think right? It was it was like Jose Jr. Yeah. Funny. I I mean he, he's he, even he's got a big I, I can't remember
0: if he had a tattoo in high school, but he's got a tattoo on his right arm now. He's he's starting to get get starting to look like his brother a little bit.
1: <laughs> and 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 he made them, you know, 43 yards is a nice kick 21, yeah. a gimme but he got it and 32 yards, uh, which he should make, but still he made three. And, um, that was enough for you to say, okay. And he, you know, he, he really pounds the ball. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's really, I'm, I always think kickers are more important than anybody else, but I, I think other people think that too. They just Uh don't talk about it as much, but, um, that's a very good feeling listen after after two seasons ago two yeah. seasons ago yeah i mean um deserves to have a couple good seasons and and andres is he's so young yep. so they gonna have him for uh at least three years, three
0: years. yeah probably four you know, just based on what kickers do so
1: yeah so that you're right so that's really good news yep
0: all right, uh, moving on to some of the things uh, we think coming out of the game. Uh, number one for me is that Jake Garcia is the next quarterback here in Miami after Eric is gone. Uh, I you know Tyler looked good; Jake looked excellent in that spring game.
1: Uh, yeah, 100% agree. Um, I think Jake. I think Jake is the future. Um, I think this was the first time. Remember, he was he had that injured right foot and he didn't start spring until a little late, you know, doing spring uh, team drills and things. Um, He looked very good. He has a beautiful release, very nice, smooth, um, you know, nice arm looks very calm. Uh, Obviously, you know, made some, I guess he got reamed out by Lashley, right. uh, In the beginning, Mm -hmm. Uh, when, was that when he got the safety?
0: uh The safety I, of one of it was after a sack. I don't remember if it was specifically. The yeah,
1: safety. you know, saying and he told us that Rhett Lashley said, "Listen, you just got to, you have to get rid of the ball." Yeah, and and that's what happens with every young quarterback. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was pretty much the only knock on him Saturday, right? As he took four sacks, I think mean, he took the only four sacks of the game. Um, and that's you know that's the one kink that freshmen really got to work out is the timing and like you would worry about throwing him out there against Alabama, I think, because uh, that clock goes even faster against Alabama than it does against Miami's defensive line. You know, he, that's, you can learn that. And I obviously he's got all the tools and, you know, I think he, he led their Miami's best drives pretty much. He, you know, and he had some other like great throws that didn't count, right. He had the deep ball to D Wiggins that got dropped on, uh, like the one of the first one of his first plays of the game that's another like 60 yards that he should have had basically one of the best throws yeah. of the day
1: i have i have to say though i i'm pretty sure this is my gut um that if they find out that de for whatever reason is not ready for the opener or if d eric goes in and something ha- you know like we talked yeah. His knee's not good, or he needs he realized they realize they need to rest him more. I think uh Van Dyke's the first one that goes in. What do you yeah,
0: think? Yeah, I, I kind of think so too because of what I was just saying with like that clock is you know it's not as big a deal in a spring game when you know it's a spring game, yeah. who cares? But that you know, if you're taking six sacks against Alabama, you have zero chance of winning basically.
1: And, and I, yeah, and I don't want th- I don't, to, I don't think they want to traumatize him, right? <laughs> yeah. I and 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 it is even though it's Alabama, it is Alabama. Uh-huh. Meaning, meaning, it's 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 not an ACC game, right? Okay, it's a non-conference game. Um, people assume Miami. I'm just being honest here. Is going to lose? Am I crazy? Yeah, and I mean they're
0: going to be a double-digit underdog.
1: I yeah, I mean I, I'm not saying I assume Miami's going to lose, but let's face it, Alabama should should win if I would think, although they're going to have a new quarterback too, it's still yep. there because their quarterback is like, You know, he's really good and he, yep. um, he played already. Right. So. Yeah. Um, he's
0: been on campus for a year. Like, like yeah. Tyler. Basically yeah. Tyler situation.
1: yeah. So, so uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think they've got to, they've got to take care of Jake and, and handle with care.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next, next one I got here, uh, Xavier Restrepo is Miami's third best wide receiver. You could probably argue for Keyshawn Smith, and yeah. I actually kind of Keyshawn. think Keyshawn Smith starts at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Xavier Restrepo, he's got to be on the field a ton. Uh, you know, he overlaps <laughs> a little bit with Harley, if you think Harley's the slot guy. But Restrepo is, you know, we've heard it all spring. We've heard them rave about him, and he put it into action uh, on Saturday. And, and really, the you know, obviously, the biggest look we've gotten on him. He played a little bit last year. We didn't see uh-huh. a spring game last year. That was really the, the first time we saw like him make multiple plays, and uh, he was really good.
1: Yeah, really good. Um, you know, caught four balls. That great – oh, my God, he had that touchdown game. Yeah, Dave.
0: that was maybe the cat best play of the day.
1: Oh, my God, corner of the end zone, he he was leaping I, high up, grabbed the ball. and Over and, the shoulder. Yeah, and his right foot just get, goes inbounds on the corner route, just mm. – inside it was really really pretty um it was great and um yeah i i i think you're right about some of the other receivers uh smith um you know three catches for 63 yards and two touchdowns
0: yeah he was good too
1: and dear king called both the touchdowns <laughs> called the plays he was very good and i think you could take harley and you, you can put Restrepo in the slot and yeah, I
0: think that's a possibility
1: outside. Um, and you look, they're going to want a lot of uh, they're going to want a lot of receivers out there. So yeah,
0: the last year they kept talking about they want like six guys to contribute, and ultimately it was three. You feel like they've got six kind of now with yeah. Harley, Rambo, Restrepo, and and Smith coming on. It seems like. And then Pope and Wiggins, obviously, incumbent starters. Like, they're still going to play. I know I know, Miami fans get frustrated with them. And Pope actually had 115 yards in the uh, in the spring game. He also dropped, like, a 60-yard touchdown that, like, oh literally no one was near him. It um, was but,
1: totally alone.
0: But he did have one great catch on a deep ball, too. So that, that's right. what you're getting with Pope. It's like he's going to drop a lot, but he's also going to make probably, like, one spectacular play a game. Um, right
1: you just don't that's a guy who can be your
0: fourth receiver you don't want him to be your two receiver probably if he's like that but he's a pretty good number four receiver if that's what he winds up being
1: yeah he's I no I agree it's just it's a little nerve-wracking to you don't want him to to like drop a ball like fumble a catch that's that's the only thing with him and and Wiggins I still I I don't want to say I had so I still have so much hope because I just think I think he could be so good, but I don't know. He and
0: Pope, I mean, it's the same story with both of them, right? It's like the drops kill them, but once a game, each of them, you know, Wiggins will take the top off the defense and catch a deep ball, or Pope will turn a screen pass from a three-yard gain into a 20-yard gain. Like, they they have that potential. It's why, you know, Pope was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, and Wiggins was pretty heavily sought after, too. Um, but the drops have just obviously killed them and, and kept killing them on Saturday. Like it's the same story <laughs> that we saw all the through last year.
1: Yeah. It's the same story. And, but Hey, you know, the uh, season hasn't started yet. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's keep moving. We're, uh, we're, we're running a little long. Um, so going from two Southridge guys to the third Southridge guy, it looks like DJ scape is going to start a right tackle. We don't know exactly what's up with Jared yeah. Williams. We know that was a competition, um, Scafe started at right tackle on right. Saturday. It's we, it was one of our big things we said going into the week. Are they really not going to start one of these two guys, Williams or, or scafe Scafe clearly seems to have the leg up right now. Maybe mm-hmm. they move things around in the summer, and if Jared Williams is, is back from whatever whatever he wasn't out there, maybe Scaife can go to guard and you do that. But but scafe they gotta get him on the field. Like I know he's had his ups and downs, but he's he's good and. Clearly.
1: Yeah. He'll <laughs> he will, Yeah, and the offense, you know, it's really difficult to it's sometimes it's difficult in these scrimmages to to evaluate as much unless there are a million sacks. Okay. The offensive right. one, uh, you know, so we had we had Zion Z, uh, left tackle Zion Nelson, left guard Jakai Clark, center Corey Gaynor, right guard Navon Donaldson, and right tackle Scaife. And we didn't see Jared Williams at, at all. I, we didn't see him. I don't know if he was there or not. And and we forgot to ask um, Manny Diaz about that, the situation. But, um, you know, there. so there were the four sacks. And they're not always the offensive line's fault. But um, in a game where you cannot touch the quarterback, it, it, I know I always say this, but it makes a huge
0: difference.
1: I, the quarterback... He knows he's not allowed to get touched. He knows, so he's going to hold on to the ball for an a, an extra, however many seconds or whatever instance, and um. Yeah, and and and, and he's, he can see a lot better. Yeah, they're not they're not in his face because those I'm sure they tell them don't you dare, get the quarterback. Yeah, the exactly. So it's it's kind of hard to to tell. It's even. Well, a little hard to tell the defensive line too, but not not as much.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Now on to the three things we don't know coming out of the scrimmage. I'm going to group the first two together because uh, they they fit together. One is just how good is the defense? I think we have no idea. What, like I said, I don't even know what the starting eleven. I've you know there there's. <laughs> I only feel good basically about like two of the starters, three of the starters, four of the starters, something like that. Right. Um, Everything else is totally in flux. And a big part of that is what's going to happen to linebacker. Um, I guess Keontra Smith started at Will. Bradley Jennings started at Mike. um, Obviously, Frierson at Stryker. You got Corey Flags, obviously, in the mix. Sam Brooks, if he's healthy. Um, Avery Huff, maybe a little bit. You know, we've got Amari Carter in the mix as a striker. Um, it it was the one of the biggest questions going into the scrimmage, and the biggest one I think we didn't get an answer to.
1: Yeah, it was exactly what we thought. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Um, it sure seems
0: like they they're going to look for a transfer there.
1: Yeah, I remember Barry,
0: we, Barry Jackson? I think asked about it after the game from the, our colleague at the Miami Herald whether Manny. Uh, coming out of spring feels like he needs to add a transfer and uh he did not say no which which sounds like a a yes to me
1: yeah um yeah the the defense and and uh one of the the kids who has promised cam williams uh ended up on crutches
0: oh yeah on the defensive line yeah
1: and the defense i'm sorry defensive line yeah the linebackers who I mean linebackers yeah they're they need some li- they need some really good linebackers.
0: Yeah. So, they need but, some yeah.
1: they need somebody dominant at least one guy right?
0: Yep. Yeah. So I, I come out of that spring game having no idea what the defense is going to look like. I mean I guess Bo yeah, Baldwin's going to start, Grillorf Frierson's going to start, Tyreek Stevenson's right. going to start. You know, we both think DeAndre Johnson's going to start.
1: Nestor. Yeah, Cam Kinchins look good. The, the, yeah, Cam uh,
0: Kinchins look good. Avante Williams, they're good at safety. You know, James Williams, another defense defensive player. We're still waiting to, for him to get to campus. Uh, I think their secondary is going to be pretty good, as we thought. I know we didn't see a lot, so. but we, we got to see that they're deep there because extended runs for Cam and Avante, and both of them look good. And, you know, on yep. paper, they're probably backups. But um, the front seven is – littered with question marks other than basically deandre johnson uh nesta and i don't know like i, I feel good about jared harrison hunt john like i, I feel pretty good about the interior d line but everything else up yeah, from jared
1: is. Jared harrison hunt didn't even start no. i think jordan Milford started i yeah. don't know I, yeah i do too actually but but it's just yeah
0: it's, tons it's, of question it's, marks
1: tons of question marks and nobody Who's like whoa? I mean, maybe Nestle will be like that, but as far as the you know the edge rusher and everything else, yeah,
0: yeah. To me, you know, I, I think they've got maybe solutions on the roster at defensive line because I like the interior. Like I said, I think Leonard Taylor is a factor, um, yeah. and then you know DeAndre Johnson is pretty good. I guess as one starter, but linebacker—that's where they they have to add a linebacker. To me, like if they don't add a transfer linebacker, um, that. That could be a really, really shaky spot on the field. And I think, that, yeah. as we said last week, the transfer portal, there's going to be names that, that go in in the next couple of weeks here. Probably probably right. from Miami, too. Just like, you know, coming out of spring, if you don't feel good about where you sit on the depth chart and you're a certain age, then it makes sense to try to find a new home, especially with the new transfer rule.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, um, last last thing we come out of there not having any idea about is uh, the tight end mix. We know Will Mallory is going to start, obviously, but uh, – Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah
1: <laughs> they That's didn't have any done. tight
0: ends play on, on Saturday, pretty much. Michael Parrott's they- tight end is a walk-on fullback. So uh, Miami likes to yeah, use was- tight ends. We don't know who that number two is at all. We have zero idea.
1: Yeah, zero. Yeah,
0: yeah. Dom <laughs> I Mammarelli mean, did not play. Elijah Arroyo did not play. Both of them were hurt. Uh, Larry Hodges did not play uh, with a uh, – disciplinary disciplinary reasons so yeah he was arrested yeah arrested, so I think
1: they brought charges so I I mean <laughs> that's not a good sign
0: no so and, and at least they've got Will Mallory who's gonna be awesome and may, at least you know they're deeper wide receiver now they don't may, they, maybe they don't have to play two tight ends as much as they did last year
1: that's it's a good point and Will Mallory is a type that he is definitely going to make sure that he's um he is prepared yeah. for this season whatever he's doing now i guarantee he's he's doing a great rehab supposedly his i don't know what exactly with his shoulder i don't know if, i think manny made it seem like it was just cleaned out and stuff but who knows for real but hopefully it wasn't too major the shoulder thing because um he's really good yeah. and he's also very uh, uh, disciplined Uh, you know good in every way off the field on the fields so we just got to get him healthy and um, they'll be in better shape Uh,
0: yeah all right uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll run rapid fire through our uh, draft preview at the end here
1: get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast
0: of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th
1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said?
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? No, nope. because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right, uh, we're back. As I mentioned at the top, uh, interesting draft for Miami. Four guys in the draft. That's it uh one is a kicker so that's kind of like a you know just five crapshoot five guys five guys oh, five guys yes you're right sorry four four plus the kicker um
1: yeah and the so, kicker counts kicker yeah
0: counts. but it's hard to know exactly where a kicker is gonna go uh the the four guys could all go in the first two days a couple of them could go in the first round i've got one big question around uh each of them basically um so let's run through it real quick number <laughs> one will jalen phillips be the first defensive end picked?
1: The first defensive end from Miami?
0: No, just the first defensive end. Period. I think Mel Kuyper has him as the first defensive end off the board, right?
1: Yeah, a lot of people do.
0: Yeah, it seems um, like that might be where it's going because he was awesome at that pro day. It's yeah, a weird defensive end class. Um,
1: I mean, according to all the, you know, the 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 people who
0: know this stuff better than we do,
1: prognosticate. I mean, the the yeah the. Um, Analysts, the scouts or whatever they uh, most of them have jalen um going first in the first round so he might i um and he 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 had a fantastic pro day yeah um, he you know he was just excellent in a- every single way um i just and and so yes he might you fine he might go first i i think I do think it's a risk. I know he, it's only a risk, I think, not for any of the, he's had injuries, but it's not the other injuries he's had. Like he had the bad wrist, he had surgery, really bad wrist surgery and all that stuff, intricate. And, but he's done great with that. He's proven that. I just, I worry uh, about the, I do about the concussions. And and actually, it's a very valid worry.
0: I, 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 yeah. he's,
1: he's had multiple concussions at UCLA. And I don't know how many, a lot of people are saying he said four concussions. I don't know if that's true, but he's had multiple ones mm-hmm. and enough. He had to retire. Now he had a lot of injuries going on, yeah. but you know, <laughs> LA, and I don't know if that was their excuse. Cause it's not like I always trust the actual football teams either. I right. had not, you know, the football what they say but they said something about the when he left ucla that he had just concussion it was a concussion situation i i think that's really a risk i'm yeah, sure that's
0: the big concern right like you that's don't worry about a, an ankle you can surgically huge, repair an ankle
1: that's a huge concern too yeah. because if you get one more concussion you you never know he's a real smart kid yeah from a smart family, and oh, that's a that's a quite a situation. So, mm-hmm. and um, I you know, I today I just uh posted a story, I did a big story on kind of the life of Greg Rousseau. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and um, I I love Greg Rousseau. I I Jalen's a really good kid, also, but I just I'm partial to Greg Rousseau. Yeah. Well, look,
0: look, that'll go to my next big question I got for Greg. And that is there's oh, okay. some, he popped up on Mel Kuiper's knock draft in the second round, I think, right? Yeah, 35th. Think, so he took There's no up. way he's gonna fall out of the first round, right?
1: Oh uh, I, I I don't know about that. I mean a has him third in the second round, the third pick in the second round, thirty-fifth yeah. overall. I um I've seen I've covered so many years of drafts. And people you think for sure are going to be in the first round drop. You just, you don't always know why. I just yeah. think I, I can't help, but think, I mean, he's, you know, he's almost just under six seven, two sixty six 266 now, I think. Um, and really you can look at him, right. We, we saw him when he came to UM, it was like 220 or 215 or something skinny. He's, he looks really built now and really strong. Uh, I just, I just think someone, I know he only played one, one full year, but like he broke his ankle the very first year in the second game of his career, true freshman, he breaks his ankle and the kid comes back the next year after basically not playing any college football with 15 and a half sacks I mean, one, only one fewer than Chase Young from Ohio State who went drafted, who got drafted second overall um, last year. So I, how can you not think that?
0: I don't remember who it was that tweeted this out, but basically around the the Greg Rousseau thing. You know, there are some teams that just aren't going to take a guy who opts out, but all it takes is one guy to fall in love with Greg. And it's hard to believe that no one between like 20 and 32 is going to just say, this guy's here, we got to take him.
1: So, I can't, uh, it, it's he hard doesn't, for He doesn't to have believe.
0: to be in the first round on everyone's draft board. you just got to be in the first round on the right teams. And that's how yeah, I, that's, a, that's what's going to happen.
1: I mean, that's, sure. a, that's right. That's a valid point. That's just that there's so many good players, you know, in the draft every year. And yeah. some, we don't even, you and I don't really even know about that much. You know, we haven't watched that much, <laughs> but I just think 15 and a half sacks. Okay. As a red shirt freshman. And, and 19 and a half tackles for loss. he, And what a what a great person, a very, very hard worker, kind of a perfectionist. I I know maybe he had a normal to good normal uh, uh, pro day. And then when you compare him to Jalen, maybe because Jalen had such a, you know, exceptional pro day, it, 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 it lessens what you think about, not me, but Greg. Um, I just, I I agree with Greg. He said to me, look, look what I did on the field. I'm not going to be thinking about pro day. He said, I know it wasn't perfect pro day, but it wasn't like he was, I think he ran a, a four, a four, six, eight in the 40. And, and Jalen ran a four, five, six or something like that. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know. I think he, Yes, he had one great year, but it was more than great.
0: Yes. All right. Uh, Let's keep it on the defensive end and wrap it up uh, here. Uh, Quincy Rocher seems like – I think Mel Kiper is now listed as an outside linebacker. Do you think he can make that that switch?
1: Can he make that switch?
0: Yeah. Yes. It's interesting that he's really open to it based off what last time we talked to him on program
1: yeah he's open to it he's he's another really good person yeah smart very smart very mature don't you agree yes uh, and uh, really good i mean he he can evade um yeah
0: i mean i think every like the like, like d-line experts are like that guy's their most like polished technical defensive yeah. end he's obviously he you know, does- he's a little small is probably wise moving a linebacker but um yeah he's he's got the like he's got those pass rush moves i always go back to that interception he had against Clemson that got called back i right. think he make that switch
1: uh me too and i think he's really good i have-
0: yeah he's good i mean he was an all american yeah. at temple the year before miami got him so it's not like he's a right. right uh tight end Revin jordan it seems like he could be anywhere from like the second tight end taken to the number five number four number five tight end taken
1: uh-huh. um
0: you think he can be that that second guy
1: i think i think he could
0: yeah
1: and i think he might i i, I yeah. he's a very easy to love brevin jordan i think he's he's brash was that a, you know yes yeah. but in a but in a very pleasant way
0: <laughs> yeah i think he's coaches and teammates love him it's not like he's like a yeah he's uh,
1: not mean at all I mean he's what I'm saying is yeah he talks how good he is and whatever but it's in a very he's he tries to be honest I think and um he's not afraid of saying what he feels which I've always respected about him yeah he's he's always been a great guy to interview he just says what he feels
0: and he backs it up I mean he's been great whenever he's been healthy
1: Exactly. He backs it up. I mean, that guy, he, he has good hands. He can catch the ball. And, um, and, and, and I, I always write this too. He drags defenders with him. Yeah. They're like hanging on to him and he's running, you know, eight yards down the field with, with some defender hanging on him. Um, he's, he's really good. Um, and he's really intense. Um, and I, I, again, he was very upset about the injury that people were, yes jury injured he's missed and he said look it's a it's a it's an it's a rough game um he actually he, he actually mentioned he hasn't had a list frank injury or whatever in his foot mm-hmm. other things he's on he was out there he had he had the surgery on his that must have been the foot surgery he had but he came back and, and in that last game or the last couple of games, he was really good. I just think he's uh he's really good. And I think yeah. he could for the second
0: I, I kind end. of feel similar to him was I feel like Greg Rousseau, because if you look at the guys he's kind of being compared to in that tight end two race, it's six five, Pat Fryermuth, six five, Hunter Long. Brevin's he's a different type yeah. of player, six two. Like teams are going to use him differently than they would use a Pat Fryermuth or a Hunter Long. In the same way that Greg Rousseau is different, in that you know he's not—he's you know he's still pretty raw. He's six seven. Who knows? Who knows exactly what he's going to look like in the NFL? It just takes one team to fall in love right. with Revin. Will that be the second team that needs a tight end? I don't know, but I think it's you know certainly a possibility. And I mean, we're probably biased from having watched him, but I have a hard—I
1: wouldn't—I have a hard time, would, believing. I, I a hard time believing
0: there's more than one tight end better than him in the country. Although Hunter Long is really good too. He was all ACC tight end, I think, for Boston College.
1: That's the kind of thing that you never know. Like, I I would think Brevin could go in the second round. He could go in the third round.
0: Yeah, I feel second pretty – I feel kind of safe with him in the second. But, yeah, again, you never know. Um, Last one I got here, uh, it's the hardest one to predict, I think. Um, It is, when will the first kicker be picked? Because it seems like that has a good chance of being Jose Boracalas.
1: Yes, I – that's my prediction that's my and it's bold. him and
0: evan mcpherson don't don't call him jo- evan don't call him jordan mcpherson from florida <laughs> for the top two kickers uh
1: i think uh, i think jose is going to be the first kicker i think so. I, I i'm gonna guarantee it
0: there you go the bold prediction to end the episode now when will that be like fourth round fifth round that's why we're going to have to wait till Saturday, because yeah. I can't imagine a kicker goes in the third round. But maybe. No. Nah, it happens.
1: I, yeah. I can see fourth round. I could yeah. see.
0: If you, say, We'll say fourth round.
1: round. Yeah, or fifth round. I, 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 yeah.
0: Either way, Saturday will be pretty quiet, because I, I think um, Friday is going to be really good for Miami.
1: Look at it. It's the only, the only one. So you got the first round on Thursday. And, and two, three the, on,
0: on Friday, right?
1: So, yeah, so I mean, yeah, so on Saturday, on Saturday, four, five, six, seven, right? Yeah, four, five, six. You could get could Jose. Maybe Roche. Rochet I, I,
0: I, falls I, to the fourth. That's the other possibility. so
1: Roche and crazy if Brevin did. I, I just yeah. don't see nobody else is going to. So mm-hmm. I can't believe Brevin would either. Yeah. All right. Uh,
0: let's wrap things up there. Um, Thanks as always for listening. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at s miller degnan. Uh, she wrote a, a big story about Greg Rousseau ahead of the draft. Uh, go check it out. Um, what's your favorite thing uh, you learned about Greg from from writing this story? You knew a lot about him, but just what's your favorite thing you got to, to got to write in there?
1: Um, I did know a lot. I how how meticulous he is. I mean, I kind of knew that, but yeah. how. how how he would, he, he'd clean the entire house when he was five or six years old and would pull couches out of the way and stuff in the corner. And
0: yeah, it sounds good. Uh, detail oriented, right? That's no, what, he doesn't that's what have a want. hamper.
1: He doesn't have a hamper. He just throws his wash every day into the washing machine. There you he's, go. Yeah. He's,
0: he's a- detail oriented. And that's what you want for uh, a project defensive lineman who you think you're going to have to teach a lot once he gets to the NFL. So, uh, yep. I think it's a good, uh, good little detail. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, I'll have some pre-draft stuff coming also uh, more from like a local high school perspective. I think I'm going to write something about two uh, Tutu Atwell from Louisville, who obviously was a huh? great quarterback down here in Miami Northwestern. And will probably be drafted on that second day. Um, maybe a couple other things. Uh, it's also Panthers season. they in the thick of their playoff hunt. So uh, if you want to get into the Florida Panthers, uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at DB Wilson too, and check out miamiherald.com. Obviously a lot of draft stuff coming this week. Uh Armando Salguero and Adam Beasley got the dolphins all covered. Um
1: and so he'll be going to the draft.
0: Be yeah, Beasley's going to the draft in uh Cleveland. So we missed out on Vegas last year, but uh Cleveland, it's a all
1: right. Oh, by the way, it's I it's a consolation prize. By the way, I one thing that I did love is that uh that um, Greg Rousseau will be walking the red carpet. That's in my story. There you go. Yeah, that was how you tweeted. yeah
0: all right uh let's finish up there uh thanks as always for listening everyone and uh, we'll talk to you next week
1: take care everyone